G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of Banner Over Whiskey. So um, yeah, tonight we're doing something just a little bit different, but you know, mostly the same, but we've got a very special guest on. But before I introduce our guests, um, thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If, the, if you guys have any feedback um, or you just want to get in touch, feel free to catch us up on, uh, on the socials. So we're on Insta and Facebook. Um, etc. So yeah, just look us up on there, Bender Over Whiskey Podcast. Um, yeah, happy to talk to you. If you've got any ideas on what we can we can do to improve, um, that'd be really appreciated. Of course, if you do like what you hear, then please tell all your friends. And if you don't like what you hear, um, just let us know. Um, happy to happy to see what we can do to to um, make it um, suit your needs. Um, so yes. Very, very special guest tonight. So, um, you know, there's there's a few distilleries in Tasmania that are sort of up and comers, um, but none more so than um, Battery Point Distillery out of Hobart. And we're very, very lucky to have Luke Lawrence um, on the show. Um, Luke Luke is a, is a fan and actually got in touch with us. So, you know, if, if there is um, anybody else out there that's um, keen to get on the podcast, Feel free to feel free to uh, contact us on uh, socials, like I said, and um, you never know your luck. We might might get get you on the show. So yeah, welcome, Luke. Um, really, yeah, really great Thanks to have you. Me. Thanks, mate. Uh, as as you said, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So thank you for for having me on, mate. I appreciate it. First ever fan. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You always got mum. <laughs> no, that's good. Mum's mum's a good aunt. It's all good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so you've been the head distiller at, at Battery Point for what? Uh, yeah. So I've just taken, well, not just taken over. So I've been head distiller there for just shy, so just after twelve months now. So Jack Lark, uh, you obviously would have heard that that royal name in the industry around the country. Um, so yeah, I've I've been having the privilege of taking over from Jack um, back in June of last year. Um, yeah, so very, very uh, proud to to come on here and, and talk to you fellas about what we're doing and, and where we're at as a little distillery with big plans for this year. So we're actually on our fifth year of uh, production this year, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think um, I'm pretty, just happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Oh, mate, it, it's, seriously, it's our pleasure. Um, so... 12 months, so you, obviously we don't have any um, juice coming out of Battery Point that's yours yet. Yeah, not yet. So after 2024, you should see some. Filled my first cast the first week I was there, which is a 20-litre uh, sherry cast, which Jack and I had the privilege of. It was, I think it was his last spirit run he did, um, which happened to be my first spirit run that he let, let me out. In, in the wild, so we signed that cast, which to me was a pretty uh, monumental day for for my distilling career, which is great. So I can't wait for that to have, um to to come available. Uh, I haven't tried it for a few few months actually. It's kind of tucked away at the back of the bond store because we're in the middle of as as you said before, like we are small, but we we are definitely growing. So our bond store is just getting a whole new reshuffle at the moment. And we've got cars uh, hiding. We've got cars that are popping up that we, oh, yeah, cool. Where that come from? Sweet. So, 
Yeah, which is which is a good problem to have. You know, when you've got stuff hiding in the corner and you, you open it and it's good, <laughs> then it's great. So some of our finishing casts um, have a little bit of whiskey that Louis Duckett and I actually found hiding in the corner there, which is a massive, uh, just richest of ruby red port cast. It was looked like molasses. It was phenomenal. So, yeah, that's where we are, mate. So, yeah. Awesome. Hmm. For the for the listeners at home, as soon as uh, Luke mentioned port, you should have seen. Um, I wish I wish you guys could have seen Brad's eyes. They just lit up. Big smile from here to here. His favorite cast good. port. Big fan of the port cast, are we? That's good. So am I actually. I love those heavily fortified casts. So um, I think some of our releases. So what you will be getting in the mail this week, Vic. And Adrian and Brad, all of you will apart from you, John. Um, not yet, but uh, we'll get something in your throat shortly, my friend. Um, yeah, so we do have some little bit of port in that too. But we are on our, as I said before, our fifth year, which Louis and I have recently pulled out a hundred litre um, cast, which is in VAT, we pulled out a few months ago, which is our hundredth barrel actually, which is a port cast. So we're aiming for that to be our first single cast release, which we haven't done yet. And I have it in my glass at the moment at 63.49%. Um, yeah, so the colour on that is lovely. It's perfect. So, yeah, it really is. It's, it's got a really good nose already too, but it just needs a little bit more to knock it, you know, knock it on the head, just knock that heat off a little bit too. So, you um, call that, that, that colour, you'd call that like a deep copper, right? Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. We've got to, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, like I think it's fire, like the oranges and the reds and stuff that are yeah, yeah. in it there. I, I think you're seeing the Winnie the Pooh um, <laughs> behind me. So it's kind of background. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your desktop? We're actually we're actually coming live from my three year old's bedroom at the moment. Um, okay. I've been I've been kicked out of the the whiskey oh, whiskey cab. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. The closet tea. like I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, still. still best sunproof sun room in the house. The closet. Or at least you weren't in the shower, Vic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a story. Oh, I'll well, to the listeners. Adrian or Brad, tell them. Tell them what happened. <laughs> if, he, if he had a waterproof microphone, I reckon he would be. <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lucky the, the, the listeners can't see that, though, right? Yeah. Ex- <laughs> well, yeah, we don't. <laughs> Turn his camera off. That's for sure. uh, we're going to get some comments when you upload these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm exciting. Wondering what what sort of audience that would attract? I'm not too sure, to be honest. So let's let's talk about your um your first release to be. Um. Yeah. So w- when did you guys? When did you vatted? When did you uh, empty the barrel? So I think Louie and I took that out. So sorry, we're we talking about our next release coming up, or yeah, the port, the port, port release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's been pretty, pretty weird temperatures here at the moment. It's been cold, it's been hot, it's been cold, it's been hot, hot for a tassie winter, like uh, fifteen degrees is, is quite warm at the moment, which is good. So it is shorts weather. Uh, so we took it out of that about uh, what we almost in August, so March maybe. maybe oh wow! March. Yeah, so it's only yeah, not that long really, but. It's hiding in the back there. It does need a little bit more time. So how, how has it been changing? You, how often have you been going back and um, 
trying it and having a look at it. Well, especially the ones that are, yes, especially with the ones that are coming into being close to be released. We, we, we do take them home. We're taking them daily now um, just because they've been sitting there for a couple of months, but we're at the stage where we want to get our brand out there. So we're not really, we're not, we'll never ever release a whiskey that's not ready yet. So whiskey is a beautiful thing that must be released when it tells it, tells you it's released, which is, it, it's almost knocking on the door now. Um, so once that's ready to rock and roll, um, yeah, I, I will inform you. But yeah, sorry, after a few months, but we, we do try it. You know, Louis on the ball, pretty, pretty good. Louis got a lot on his plate at the moment, actually, because Louis Duckett, in case you, you obviously heard of TIB and Hartwood before. So Louis is the brains behind that. Um, he does a lot of blending for them. He's also our blender. So he came on board with Jack uh, the end of 2019. And then throughout COVID, he was doing some barrel filling with Jack just to help Jack out because they were filling bigger casts. And yeah, so I think he's he's on his pea plates too. So he can't drink too much on the job. Uh, yeah, if he, if he gets caught, then we're, yeah, I've got bigger shoes to fill, which I'm happy about that. That doesn't sound like Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a funny one. He certainly is. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, are you saying that you, you, you'll get a cast to like the two years um, and then after that you'll start to, to taste it? Or yeah, well, the bigger cask. Or then to see whether it needs to go into another cask or something. Yeah, exactly right. So the, the smaller cask, the 20 other cask, which we're not feeling anymore. Once it's two years, we'll definitely try it very, very often. But the bigger cask now, um, we'll just go back. So I haven't really um, taken on the role of uh, getting to know the blending side of things as much. Uh, well, pretty much now I'm, I'm starting to get into that role as well. Uh, as I said, Louis has got a lot going on his plate, so I'm going to be hopefully getting more involved with that side of things now. Um, yeah, sorry, I got a bit sidetracked on that question, actually. <laughs> no, all good. <laughs> that's what yeah, it's so... about, banter. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I love about the podcast too because, <laughs> as I said, I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to a lot of them and, yeah, all day today I had a very anxious day at work today. I did a, a wash run and I thought, shit, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? So I've written down some notes too, which I'm not looking at tonight because I, I think it, exactly it's going to come off naturally. And yeah, yeah. tell yeah. us, tell us about the hotel. Apparently, there's an hotel you can stay really close to the distillery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. so we're part of a lovely hotel uh, which is called the, the House of Lena, which was built by. Uh, Captain James Bailey, which was a whaler back in 1874. So in case you guys have been to Hobart, I, I know you have, Vic. So um, Salamanca Place, we're right down the very end of that, looking over the waterfront now. Um, beautiful building, uh, which is owned by a, a local um, husband and wife, Lloyd and Jan Clark, which they've had that for a bit over 30 plus years now. And um, boutique, beautiful sandstone hotel, which was built by hand back in the days. And then, yeah, they bought that back in you know, 30 years ago. And, yeah, just uh, sorry, Lloyd's a, a mate of Bill Lark. And then, yeah, so we get a lot of traction through hotel guests at the moment, which is cool. 
Um, so people who stay at the hotel will see a beautiful whiskey cabinet that I recently just got the tick of approval to purchase, which I'm pretty happy about. And that's sitting in the, the foyer of the hotel. So people see that now. And, um, yeah, a lot of attraction to the hotel at the moment too. It's, it's gorgeous. If you're ever in Hobart, I recommend to stay at the Lenna Hotel. The guys here are great. They're great to work with. They're great to work for. And, um, yeah, a lot of rich history there. Um, if you go on the website too, um, not so much about the distillery attached to the, the Lenna uh, website, but um, definitely about the history of, of where it all began and, um, how it was made like a lot of if a king was ever um, in, in Hobart that's where he would live it's a beautiful story so I really love those buildings where distilleries are either in an old stable or they're in beautiful sandstone like shed for example like uh, where, where we are we are in a shed <laughs> let's not get that wrong but we're uh, surrounded by a beautiful hotel we're just in the little shed off, off the back there so the dungeon I call it I love it the man cave. It's called the man cave. Oh, I've, cave. I've actually been to that hotel, you know. Like I, I When was that? Oh, it's a couple of years ago now. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely but, there. Um, I didn't end up staying there. I, I went there because I was staying across the road um in the I think it was the Salamanca apartments or something on the basically on the corner. Yeah, so, yep, yep. So Lloyd and Jen own that one as well, actually. So yeah. Did you you probably would have checked in at the hotel then at the Lenin. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So obviously, you know, that's another uh traction source there. So people who um, stay there get to see us too. So we've only recently, in the last 12 months, started to really push getting our name out there. Um, I've got a, a craft beer sales background, so I, I love having a, a yak. I love meeting people and I'll be the first person out there and just like, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll even get the door for a guest, you know, like uh, stuff, stuff like that. You know, like, and then you get chatting like we are now and come on through to the distillery. And then, you know, you, you might be lucky to, to get a bottle purchase out of it, which is cool. If so, only we had yeah. somebody on the podcast that knew something about craft beer. Yeah. Like, uh, talk to yeah I didn't that. say I know anything about craft beer. I could, I could sell it. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> I'm having a go at John. He's a massive oh, he's, beer fan. So. I can tell with that beard. You have to be, don't you? <laughs> Surprise you. Vic, you're like me, mate. We haven't got that much. So. <laughs> um, changing subject. Yeah, John um, John has a Boilermaker channel on, on YouTube. Yeah, I heard, that's actually. Some, yeah, that's some really cool uh, Boilermaker. I did a Boilermaker the other day, John. You'll be proud of. I'll, oh, I'm going to wow. upload it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Upload it to YouTube. No, no, just on the just on the normal Instagram channel. That's no, no, no. I'm not, that's not my depth. I'm not <laughs> as good as John. Competition. No, <laughs> not chance. No. Oh, I, could, I, well, I, I could be a guest. How about <laughs> I a guest? Visit my um. Uh, yeah, I've got to revisit my YouTube channel because it was dormant for quite some time. But now that I'm um I'm running the bar down in Coldstream of um. And we're next to the brew house. Um, I've got to start promoting my beers that we work with on taps, so which we'll be canning in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I've um, and I've already paired them back with all different whiskies and everything else. So, yeah, there's um, there's a lot there that I've still got to uh, push. So, I'll be doing some more Boilermaker Mondays, that's for sure. So, I'm warming up at the moment. You can probably notice on the socials how I'm doing a couple of boilermaker picks 
and you know baby reviews at the moment so it's there it's at the cusp where i'm pushing it again so but yeah there's a, there's a lot more in the pipeline plus i've got a heap of beers i've got to get through in that bloody bar fridge so i need to start making some more content for the channel i'll get there i love when I love when you say you pair a whiskey with the beer and, and some people that don't know what a boiler maker is, they yeah. obviously think you just pour the whiskey straight into the beer, which is definitely not the case. I love it would be tasty to or see, it'd be interesting to see if you pour like a heavily peated, uh, something from Brooklyn, something like that, into a waste out, for example, and see what, what marriage or, or what they could yeah, come up with. Well, You've done a few of those. Brooklyn, haven't you? Sorry? You've done a few Brooklady's, haven't you? Well, the one that I've done was the most heavily peered uh, Brooklady, aka the Octomore 8.3. I paired that back with a um, with a Imperial Stout slash barley wine blend from the States, which cost us about a hundred and something odd dollars for a, a three seventy five mil bottle or something. I oh, know I made it the most <laughs> expensive boiler maker possible because yeah, yeah. What was the booze in that? Because Brook Lardy, uh, well, the optimal 8.3, I think, goes for about, you know, north of 550, 600 bucks if you can get your hands on a bottle now. And yeah. that was one of the most complex boilermakers I'd ever come across. It really was. But it was just so well suited because the barley wine slash imperial stout was one of those really complex beers. And then you just throw the 8.3 at it and it's just... It's one of those boilermakers where it, I had to stop and think, and I'm like, shit, what do I just get myself into here? Really <laughs> challenging, but fun nevertheless. Really good. Really good. So That's awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I say to everybody with boilermakers, I, I don't ever want – like I start turning into a bit of a, uh, a Richard Patterson where I'm like, if I ever see you drop a glass – of the uh, <laughs> we, uh, the the shot of whiskey into the beer glass, I'll kill you. Because not the bomb. Not what you do. No, <laughs> I mean it's, it's what you used to do when you just get off your peas and you're like, yep, yeah, sweet, I can I can drink and drive responsibly now. And then what's the first thing that you do? Jager bomb. And then you get you, someone you to that you go to a lovely bar in Melbourne and you you, you drop it in there like a Jager bomb. Like you wouldn't go to O to V and do that, would you? Nah. Or, no, not if or, I'm getting shot. But <laughs> no, nah, because people, I mean, if, if they've never heard of a boiler maker, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll grab that, uh, like a beer and a whiskey to go back with each other. They're like, oh, so you would just grab it as like a chaser or do you drop it in? <sighs> and then yeah, I'll get yeah. technical on them and then they'll just look at me like wow just mind blown like that would just born that moment <laughs> I, I think i really appreciated that uh drink like in the last few years working in the craft uh beer brewery i worked for fox friday and and Bruno island so and then yeah. getting to whiskey entry too and then that's where i, I fell in love with boilermakers too so like um, we're, we're doing a bit of work with a, a brewery which we get our wash from, uh, Last Rites. So shout out to the boys at Last Rites, ah, Cambridge. Yes. Yep, yep. They're, they're actually doing some some great beer at the moment. So I've been giving them a, a fair bit of whiskey casts recently. So they're putting their uh, red IPAs into some of our 50-litre sherry casts that we've had. Nice. Um, nice. I've got a good relationship with the boys at Bruny Island. So the, I've just dumped a... I just gave them a hundred liter 
uh, sorry, ex-bourbon cast, Heaven Hill cast, that they've put 100 litres of waste out into. Which, which has been conditioned. So once that's ready, I think we're going to be doing something pretty cool with that. So to pair that with one of our whiskeys and have that stout there, I think that would be pretty cool. So I like working with Way and you know, all that sugar you get from that, especially the bourbon cast too. I think that's going to be quite quite interesting. That's going to be very interesting. I'll be keeping a rule yeah. on that one. Well, with the 100 litres too, so I've got to um, check in on that too. It's a good excuse to get off the – the island onto another island because yep. uh, we're, we're we're technically we're, we are overseas and we've got to get another ferry to get into another island. But uh, yes, have you ever been to Bruni Island before? I love Bruni Island. I um, isn't it stunning? It, it's really a good spot. Yeah, Tassie Whiskey Week 2019. My wife and I have done a massive lunch tasting so, over at Bruni Island House of Whiskey, and oh my goodness, that place doesn't get the credit oh, that it mate. deserves for its collection of spirits. Aussie spirits in particular. Yeah, well, it's only Tasmanian there. Yeah. So they only they only stock Tassie whiskey, and I actually will probably uh, get into where I began my journey. But I actually worked at that place for a, a while. Um, okay. And the brewery as well. And I've got a bottle here. Uh, the viewers can't see that, but we, did, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I'll I'll get into this shortly, but. Uh, yeah, so working at that place was cool and just the, the limited stuff too. So there was a bottle uh, of Clara. I think it was, oh, it might have been their first legend, but it was a hand-blown green glass bottle. Wow. I, I'm not sure what was in it though, I, 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 but but the, the amount of whiskey that you see that you wouldn't have the privilege of tasting anywhere, right, that's uh, to, to work there and, and you've got to taste what you sell, right, which we're lucky enough to, to do that there. So it's good. Yeah. And that, I think that really gave me a really good um, drive to you know, all these different expressions, whether it be like these experimental casts that uh, are starting to become quite popular at the moment, you know, like uh, I know we're certainly doing a lot of those now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it just gives you a different aspect of of what a, of a, what a whiskey is and how the distillers utilise their, their new make as well. Um, I think it's it's just it's a bloody very fascinating industry. I'm so proud to be a part of it, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, but going on that Travis Hart whiskey. Yeah. This this I don't think Travis Hart is uh, around anymore, actually. Um they no, got their own I don't believe it is. No. Yeah, I, they got the, um, their own release, Bruni Island House Whiskey release, I think it's called. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I'm still until the bottle of this. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Brad. I um I did have a bottle of the um their Nance bottling uh that they've done which is cool. one of their bourbon casks oh um, yeah man just phenomenal juice really wild. i think that's what net was known for wasn't it was their net bourbon cast um having okay. said that uh one of their and pulling it back to a, another indie bottler if um oh actually no <laughs> it's an ob uh from um Barrel and Batch. This was a um, ah cool yeah podcast cast strength that was just like their podcast cast strength. Bloody hell! If you can get your hands on it, well, if you got your hands on this, yeah. my goodness! But their bourbon cast cast strength. If you got your hands on some of that, that yeah. was liquid gold. So, That's cool. Yeah. It was really, really good stuff. So it was good that, um, you know, the Trappers Hut had captured that at one point as well. And I was very fortunate that I got my hands on a bottle of the stuff. And I thought, so the one- I need to drink it. And I did share it with everybody. 
the second that I open it, which is what you do when you open a bottle. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, like I, like whoever I gave some of that, uh, that bottle to, they were just like, what in the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> One that I've uh, my hands on is a Kalara um, whiskey, and this was TH04, so the fourth one that they did. Um, bottle number 13 of 35, which uh, is special to me. This is where my uh, like statue of love of the industry really, really shines because my son was actually born on the 13th of February, my first right. son, and his name's Jasper. So the re- that release is called Jasper too. So this hey, is how cool is that? Yeah, so this is an exceptional whiskey, which will it's not around uh, anymore. And yeah, so on his twenty first birthday, that little, little bugger is going to have a, uh, a a really good collection when he's older too. So I've also got a drink with him, but yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah. I, I I can share that because my daughter Celine's about to have quite the bloody collection as well. She's going <laughs> to into on her eighteenth. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and one of those bottles, funnily enough, which the boys over here helps, um, you know, put together alongside Kalara, you know, uh, for the birth of my daughter. So that was pretty cool. So she's got an OB Kalara with her name on the, the front label, which is fantastic. So, yeah, awesome. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get some battery point into your belly and, uh, yeah, see how we go. Speaking of uh, bellies, what's what's in your glass there, Vic? <clears throat> we get you started off and uh, go around the table, I suppose. I um, I grabbed the first bottle that I could handle because of the the shower story. <laughs> um, I've got a great bottle, actually. You know, wow, I want to pick this. I got grandfather's, a fourteen-year-old grandfather's made especially for the whiskey club. Yeah. So um, yeah, club exclusive. Bottled in 2019, so it's a 2005 um, vintage. I know you guys probably had the one with the yeah. red label. Yeah. John will yeah. probably have it. Still got some of that downstairs. Yeah, it's great. Luke, I don't know if you've seen this bottle round. Not that one, but I do have a Glen Farkless on my show. Yeah. Um, the the previous whiskey release one. Yeah, I, I missed on that one. Um, Glen Farkless, very quickly, for our listeners, especially Americans. They um the last family-owned distillery in Scotland. Really? Um, yeah. Everything else has been swallowed up by all the conglomerates or uh, by American yeah, right. families. Um, yeah. It's great. It's a ex Oloroso cask, and it's full of uh, stewed apples and sherry, and you can even get little hints of brandy. Very rich butterscotch on the finish. It's just everything you wish for on a scotch on a rich ex-Spanish sherry barrel scotch. It's especially at 14 years old. I love it. It's one of my favourites ever at the Whiskey Club. And that's what's in my glass tonight. Nice. Cheers. What a great subscription. Oh, yeah, isn't it? I can see it in the background. Yeah. Nice. Sitting there. Top shelf, that one too, right? Top shelf. Top yeah. shelf. Great. Great. <laughs> um, what we've... Excuse me. We've had a, a couple here already, but look, we've moved on to this one. I waved it in front of the camera just teasing earlier. This is the Eagle Rare 10-year-old from uh, Ray at Barrel and Batch. Oh, my Buddha. That's all I can say. It is something really special. Ray did say it's like a dark cherry ripe, and he is not wrong. It is um, 
I've just opened it now because I've been it's been sitting downstairs for a, a week or so, and it's like I've just been wanting to get into it. But mate, this is uh, definitely cherry ripe, man. Absolutely, yeah. Brad's lucky to have some as well. I don't know if any of you fellas got one of these bottles, but if you haven't, do it. Simple as that. Yeah, I'll <laughs> grab the couple. I wasn't gonna like based off the last barrel and batch um, equal rare ten. Mm. I wasn't gonna pass this one up. Uh, yeah, I think he's done three. Which one is that, Adrian? Which... Is, that's three. If that's the cherry ripe, dark cherry yeah, ripe, that's then that's the latest one. Yeah. Which I think is closer to an eleven-year-old, if I'm not mistaken, either. Yes, it's um. Sorry, I've got my glass. Eleven years and one month. It says on the bottle. That's it. Yeah. And um, yeah, American oak, rye mash bourbon, and th that's all you need to know. And it, it's just from Ray, and he's got a nose for that sort of stuff. Oh. I, ABB. What's ABB, yeah. Because yeah. it's not it's not hot like well that's no. a strong word. It's not it's not a high the 45? Mate, I can't even see it. Can you see that? I've got my glasses. Usually usually the Eagle Airs are around 10 years, single barrel, 45. Usually. They've had they've had a little bit. Any... Oh, it must be on the front. Yeah, on the mean. front or something. Uh yeah, 45. 45. Yeah. But mate, it's going down a treat, and that's not gonna last long. I should hit him up and grab another one before everyone else does, I think. That's um that's really good. So yeah, that's what's in our glass at the moment. Lovely. It's, it's been changing. Beautiful. But this is just um yeah, Ray's done it again. He's whacked it out of the park for sure. I'm yet to purchase a bottle of the of those boys at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think the whiskey club is uh, doing me a number recently. I, I think I deliberately always forget to opt out. Um, so, <laughs> oh, well, they've just been so so good lately. So Seamus and, and, and Birdie and what everyone at the team's doing there is just like, hey, how can you say no though? Really, yeah, exactly. like. You, it's you it's unreal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a I've got a pregnant wife that's uh, hiding in the next door. So if we um you know so living off one income at the moment and and you know joint bank account doesn't really help. So yeah, <laughs> the yeah. master of finance is what I I call that. You, you ask how how can you say no at the moment? But to be to be really really honest with you, like yeah. I I actually. I think about what like guys like you are putting out at the moment, you know, the special, special one-off things that um, bottles that you can get. And I just, and, and then I look at a, uh, what's the, what's the whiskey club this month? The Glenn. Glenn Talker's the 17 year old. Yeah. Like that, that, that actually for, for whiskey club, that's actually not too bad to, to be perfect. Oh. Honest, but, but um, the price point as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally, it's it's not something that's sort of special, you know. Like it's just a little bit yeah. mainstream, if that makes sense. Um, but um, okay. yeah, this month I'll, probably not a good example, even though yeah. I did I did opt out. And um, I like yeah. I like what they did this month. Where they offered the Hobart as a opt in. Yeah. I think they should. Right. Um, I think at the moment we have enough distilleries in Australia. For the whiskey club to offer one Australian whiskey at least every second month, that's only six yeah. a year. I reckon they could do twelve, just an opt-in. Yeah, but there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of members though, Vic. That's the thing, you know. They're yeah. the yeah. So well, well, well. I was prepared for that. Yes, because I've been discussed. I've been pushing this point <laughs> for a couple of months now. <laughs> and how about how about those bottles that there's only 
four available and the other ones are only 10 available there's 40,000 members plus now at the moment oh, so, 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 so you miss out come on 54 year old that they just put up on the socials for like a measly 34,000 yeah so <laughs> I, I I suggest sell those special whiskey club releases for example let's just take a Kilara for example a 50 bottles sell them for three five hundred dollars there will be people that will buy it I wouldn't be able to afford it uh well we'll see depending on the month's budget but yeah <laughs> but it will sell and to me that's promoting australian whiskey that's bringing up another notch and i don't care what people say oh that's too expensive it shouldn't be you know it's not worth it i don't care it will sell we will get around word of mouth overseas people say look at this australian whiskey selling for four hundred dollars five hundred dollars and to me that's what they should do mm. an extra opt-in every month it's only 12 bottles a year, 12 distilleries a year. We got hundreds of distilleries at the moment in Australia. So this is my suggestion to I, our I, good I friend, Bernie. Absolutely agree with you. I, I, reckon, I reckon they could. Um, you know, like Come on, Bertie. It's, Come it's to the party. Adding, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> there could only be 100 bottles, but that's 100 lucky people that, that you know, get to buy a, a bottle and it's not restricted price wise and all that sort of thing that they do with their monthly offering so yeah yeah why why not why not promote it mm. um it's to be honest, there's only probably two maybe three distilleries in australia that could do the monthly offering you know um and i just don't think that they would to be honest so you know yeah good good point actually why why wouldn't they just have the add-ins um yeah on a regular basis it, it they seem to do you know two or three every month so why couldn't one of those be an australian one it'd be it'd be great great yeah. for the industry um, yeah it, it's, it's definitely getting that way i, I believe it will be great great exposure to any distillery you, they've got facebook they're massive in facebook they're pretty big in instagram on the socials word of mouth beats yeah. any any socials and also the whiskey club reaches anywhere in Australia, anywhere yeah. from up north. My Adrian, you just came back from the middle of nowhere. Mm. I know. Come on, at the back of yeah, exactly. I'm still got the red dust on my shoulders, mate. Yeah. So there's the whiskey club will deliver anywhere. So that uh, to yeah. me, that is, I think it's a great idea. I've been trying to push this for a few months now. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep saying it, time and time again, until. They start the winner once a month, 12 distilleries. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Got, <laughs> Go get him, Vic. Luke on here, Luke's on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Luke, you should be in a few months. We should be able to see you. <laughs> oh, mate. So we're just going to go, if we're talking about volumes at the moment. So in our first year of production, Jack laid down uh, 3,000 litres um, in, in 12 months. The the year, just, just previously, that last financial year, we just did 22,000 litres. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it it's definitely growing, and we're only using a three hundred liter still. So um, I'm doing four four uh, four wash runs to two spirit runs a week. So we're basically getting ten percent of what our uh, wash volume is, which is uh, eleven hundred liters at the moment. Um, as I said, we, we're using last rides. So I think Vic, going on your question, mate. Once we get our volume up to par, I will I'll be uh, 
with you, my friend, we can go out there and say, hey, like this is Australian whiskey. Let's let's get it out there and let's to all the listeners out there. Ajax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I wonder how much bottles you have to have though, really, to be I able to do that. Forty thousand. Yeah, true. But how many bottles would that have to be as well, though? Well, of the forty thousand, I reckon at least thirty thousand people, twenty yeah, to lot, thirty every month, they do get it. So, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and some of them well, get doubled up. Some of them get boxes. Well, our latest release that we yeah, just done. You get boxes. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not, not anymore. They, they, they haven't no given room. me a box in a while. You know, room We've just. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He's already out of the house. He's in the garage. He'll be in the I box. had the box. What's in my glass? The Glen Farkas. I ended up getting a box. That was my Christmas um, shopping. I gave one to my dad, one to my brother. So you can get every time you go visit. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have to bring anything. Thanks, Dad. Guess what I'm taking to Dad's next time I visit, Luke. Glenn Barclays. No. no. Is that my friend? Ah, take one of these, my friend. <laughs> no, absolutely. There you go. There we go. So, yeah, I think packaging also is a, a big deal. Like you go into a bar. I think now because there's so many uh, gins also, um, distilleries, packaging has a lot to do with the consumer, right? So that's the first thing you see when you walk into a bar. Um, we got our, our logos um, done by a company called Denomination, which they've done a great job of doing that. So our three rings on our bottles for the listeners out there. Um, so that basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that basically, there we go. That's a beautiful bottle there. It stands out. Simplicity is key, I believe. So that one, two, three was our, our first release, which was a port bourbon and cherry cast. So that, that basically is it. So people ask me why. Why do you go down to three rings? It's, it's just because that was our first release. So we always wanted to, I think Jack always wanted to release those three before. Is that um, also significant? A um, significant Cooper by any chance? The blue rings on, on the the barrels. Well, that's the thing down here. That? Yeah, yeah. Good question, actually, because we, we we use a lot of Transwood recently. Um, so Dave Schmider up at Perth, um, attached to Adams Distillery. Um, we're just getting some quality cast for him. So yeah, awesome. So uh, Dave, if you're listening, mate. Um, yeah, keep keep bringing the goods, my friend. But uh, yeah, we we do get some burgundy ones from him as well. Uh, I, I don't think I'm not sure what what I've read some. I think I've seen. Well, I don't remember what color Mark and Jane have down there. Oh, I'm having I, I just thought, is it is it Andrew Young that does the blue ring on the? On yeah, the true. It, it is. It I is. Yeah, it yeah. So, so we actually haven't got uh, any any cast of him um, just for a while. I think because Louis. Well, Jack's uh, obviously not here anymore. I think Louis has got a bit of a relationship with um, with the Schmider family, with with Dave and, and, and the team up there, because Louis's old man Tim Duckett he has a lot of casts up there too. So it just makes sense for Louis to go up there. Um, you know, he's also working for us when he's working for his dad, really. So he gets to smell some casts too. If he can't fit any, any on the Ute for us when he goes up there, he, he'll just get him sent down. So I think. Um, yeah, we haven't got any of, of Youngie for a while, to be honest. We, we do have actually some of our whiskies that are popping now are from him. So, yeah, cool. Um, I, I don't know which ones that are coming out from him, but uh, I, I do know that there are uh, a shitload. Yeah, we have used him a lot recently, to be honest. But, yeah, um, in my glass this evening, fellas, I've actually got two. Um, 
I like having a, a Tuesday night knockoff when there's no kids around. So I've got Tuesday night double park. Well, isn't the- it love? Isn't it? Cheers to you. And thanks for having me on, by the way. I love it. So um this is my favorite release so far, which hasn't been released yet. <laughs> so that being said, uh, this has been taken out of the VAT, which we're talking about before. This is Sherry Squared. So obviously two different types of Sherry cast. These are both 50 liters. So when you smell this glass, and I really want to send you guys some samples. Um, I might do that this week, actually. Before I send those off to you tomorrow, I'll, I'll whack a couple of these little 50 mil bottles in there for you. And I really think that um, this, to me, is my favourite so far. It just, when you open up a fresh Napolitan ice cream container, it just smells like that. It's got that real, you know, that, that classic sherry flavour. You know, it's got that great nose on it. It lingers. It just wafts in the glass too. So having in this lovely green can, it really, and I've been sitting on this for the last, uh, how long have we been talking for? About an hour and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been in there since then. It's just, um, oh, you probably smell it through the computer, to be honest. It's pretty lovely. Actually, pretty much. Just caramel and honey and just oh, yeah. <laughs> nougat and just all those beautiful flavors from, you know, like, a, and 62%. I don't think we'll release it at that, but we'll see how it goes. So, so yeah, well, I'll, send you, I'll send you some. What would be the yield? I mean, is that a was that a hundred or two hundred liter barrel? Ah, uh, it was a hundred that one, Vic. So we'll sorry, get about. Sorry, that, that, they, were, they were both. Yeah, so hundred these all up. They were two fifty of the cast put together, and so how much for how much you after? It'll be about what one hundred sixty bottles, roughly. Yeah, roughly. I haven't done the math. It's on my computer actually. I have to have a look at that, but um, I'm not sure how much. Yeah, depending on how much it be for you, you release that too. Okay. Yeah, right. and the other. The other one I have in my glass at the moment too is uh, so this year is pretty uh, a big occasion for where we are as a little distillery. So we're we're five years this year, which is pretty cool. So I've got in my glass as well our our hundredth barrel. So this is uh, hoping to be our first single cast release. So BPD one hundred, which is Battery Point Distillery one hundred, um, sitting at a whopping sixty three point four nine. It does have a little bit of work left to it, though. This also has been taken out for a while. We've got a few in the go, actually. We're in a really exciting time at the moment, to be honest. Um, we just released three or four in the last, you know, since Christmas. We've also got uh, lots and lots of different gins on the go, too, which is very exciting. But, yeah, it, this does need a little bit more work to it, though, but keep your eyes out. Once this is released... I think we'll go make a bit of a song and dance about that. We'll have a nice little event at the hotel. And, yeah, if you're ever in Hobart, um, I might have to sneak you a ticket, fellas. be good yes. to have you in. Yeah. And, like, look, I might even send you some of this as well just to get your opinion too because part of my growth um, leading a distillery is feedback. You know, like um, I'll be honest with you all, I did walk into this role um, well, probably not. And I'll be completely honest. Like, I'm not going to see you and lie to you. Like, um, I'm not a case over him by any means. I'm not Mark Sawford. I'm not John Jarvis. I walked into this, you know, uh, very overwhelmed, but I've had some big shoes to fill. Jack just basically gave me the keys and said, mate, I'm going to go study my musical theatre. See you, mate. Which is, which is good. I think it's great to – I think you – if you get chucked in the deep end and you swim, I think that's a kudos to, to who you are as a person. And uh, I think if you have a passion for the industry as well, um, that also helps you a lot. So um, just hats off to our owners as well. Like Lloyd and Jan, um, they have been 
just phenomenal to 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 me as a person too. So um basically just treat it as your own, you know. So whatever's coming out um after 2024, which be all my spirit too. So I have been following Jack's recipe in a way, but it's I've recently in the last six months, once I got to know the still properly and how that performed over different seasons, whether it be you know longer yields in the wintertime. Um, I've, I've really been pushing that new make to its limit also and 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 really concentrating on, on where we make our cuts. So you'd probably notice I might even send you some new make. You're gonna send it broke actually, fellas. I'm gonna um send you some new make too. So you <laughs> Oh, I would love new make, yes, please. Yeah, please I'm a big sucker for new make, actually. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of new make too. So I love a really oily, viscous new make. And that's what we are. So I think in triple cast, you'll you'll definitely see our new make shine through. We we do like an oily spirit. So I think with the the yeast strains and the yields that we're getting, uh yeah, really triple cast is the whiskey that uh, we want to be known for, and I think our new mate really, really comes through. So I've got a, a, a bit of a, a project I'm working on at the moment where I'm putting it through our smaller still, which is a 55-litre Peter Bailey still, um, where we make our gin. So I want to do a different product. I haven't really told anyone that yet, but um, that's something in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, this is exclusive, so hats off to you. Um, yeah, so, yep, I, I think... Yeah, it's very exciting, mate. So they they are drinking quite well. Um, you know, so what have you got? What have you guys got online at the moment for the Australian listeners? Obviously, you guys yeah, are yeah. for it. What have you got online for sale at yep. the moment in terms of whiskey? Okay, uh, yeah, so at the moment, yeah, definitely. So gin, we've we've always got our our, our dry gin available. We've got so we've got two different businesses really. So we've got our Battery Point Distillery where our single malt is is made. So under the three rings, you'll see that bottle around. Uh, which at the moment we have triple cast number two out, which is a port bourbon sherry cast, um, mature whiskey. And um, we've also got Isla cast, which we can talk about in a second, which is uh, two Lagavulin and a Lafroy cast with a little bit of musket in it, hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So boozy. Uh, it, it's not what you'll get in you know, your Scottish peat. It's not an optimal behind you. I can see it on your table there. It's not going to blow your rocks off. It's a very subtle peat, but it's a really good introduction to. Australian Peter whiskey it really is. Um, I think it's pretty cool. So I wasn't much of a Peter whiskey fan until recently, where I think I had uh, the boys at Launceston do a nice Peter whiskey. Um, so hats off to the fellow up there, uh, which you know to try and replicate that. I'd love to do a Peter new make actually, but the the effort involved of cleaning that still, I think we we haven't got the the tools at the moment to be able to do that. Um, which would be a lot of days in production to to clean it. So, I think doing our six day distillation at the moment and getting that much liquid and volume uh, to clean it and do a peter whiskey properly, uh, yeah, would be out of the question for now. But one day we will. Um, yeah. So, Vic, answer the question. We've got triple cast number two. We've got Isla cast. We've got Elena Private label as well, which we don't sell really in bottle shops around Hobart. Uh, but for the public uh, and for the fine gentlemen on this podcast, uh, you can jump online and have a look, um, which is a – so we didn't distill that, actually, so I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say this, but it's an infamous Highland distillery in Tasmania that we uh, had that barrel maturing in our bond store and we released it at a lovely car strength. Um, great juice. Um, yeah, so – we that was the first single cast that we kind of released, but we didn't really release it under our name. We didn't make it. 
Um, yeah, so as I said, those three are out at the moment. We do have a a lot in the pipeline this year. So we've gone from filling those smaller casts up to 50s, 100s. We just filled a couple of 200s now. I got a shipment yesterday from Transwood again, uh, bourbon casts. So we've got a heap of bigger barrels now. And we, we, we we're in a really good spot where we've got no room at the moment. Our bond store is completely chockered. It's bursting at the seams. We've had to go out, and I think Lloyd might kill me for saying this, but we've just got out and we are expanding as uh, small distilleries do. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears peeled because this year and next year will be very uh, exciting um, to see where Battery Point Distillery is is heading. Um, yeah, so that's what's in the pipeline. Sherry, Sherry Square is what's out now. We actually did a really cool experimental cast for um, – Johnny Holton from uh, Transportation Whiskey recently. He had, I'm not sure what you saw our release on there, but we, for the whiskey auctions, Oz Whiskey Auctions, we did a Midori cask. So that was pretty cool. That was a uh, very different and wacky kind of whiskey that I think working with Louis, you're probably. I was going to say that's got Louis yeah. all over it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate. He, he obviously done his smoking cokey and whatnot. And he's just, he's just, he's a unit. Let's put it that way. Capital U unit. But um, yeah, but we only did two bottles in that release too. So we had a 20 litre cast that we filled up with uh, about six litres of Midori bottles. So we went to Bowl Shop and bought awesome Midori. And Lloyd's like, what are you, mate, what are you doing? What are you buying Midori for? It's like, mate, we're gonna gonna make some whiskey with it. It's gonna be good. So we whacked it in there for a few weeks. We opened the bung up, and there was nothing left of it. So, and we we put our spirit in there as a finishing cast, and it looked like Shrek. It was lovely. It, um, it it really did. It, but it's got that that real lovely melon, like it's pungent. Cracked the cracked the cork, and you or you get hit in the face with a a lovely you know luscious melon, just like and it's, it's stitching in those too. Like, I think, and that was for a very special course too. Like, I'm not sure whether you know what that release was for, but um, Johnny is an awesome dude. And uh, I think his niece, uh, so cerebral palsy, uh, sorry, sorry, cystic fibrosis, one of them. I, I correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Not, yes. Um, oh, on tip oh, yeah, sorry. I feel very bad for forgetting that. But um, yeah, no. we were we were extremely proud to get involved with something like that. So, um, for us to get, you know, and it also was an opportunity to get our name out there as well, but it, more so for the case of uh, raising awareness for for that, um, you know, like whiskey is meant to be shared for everyone to see. I think doing those things in different expressions, I think it's it's cool, mate. Like, uh, you know, like this this year we've got some wacky stuff coming up. Um, we don't want to be known for wacky stuff, but I think. You know, like there's a lot of Port Bourbon Sherry casts there at the moment, right? So all of these specialty casts coming up now, whether we'll have some at the end of the year which were filled in uh, 200-litre Marilla Pinot casts, which are quite nice. So we'll have a couple of red wines coming up later in the year. Once it gets a little bit hotter, we've got to do a reshuffle of the vats and put them closer to the roll door where it's warmer. And then, um, yeah, maybe we, we might put that Midori cast back out, maybe. I don't know. We've got a heap of 20s that are that are popping now. They're on their third fill at the moment. I, think, I don't think we'll use them again. So it might be like a lot of experiments coming our way. We don't want to be, 
yeah too too experimental but you want to keep it traditional and not veer off the off the rails too much you obviously want to pay respect to the origins of of single malt whiskey right but um also the way the i think the way the industry is going and you know, like it's going to be you know a lot of different whiskies out there uh if not already is but um just going on back to weird things like i my career began back in 2018 where i was working in a distillery in birch's bay which is south of hobart as well um about 45 minutes not too far away from my house actually and Hartshorn Distillery is a, a vodka and gin distillery that use sheep whey to make uh, vodka and gin. Yeah, so I was put on as their original distiller back then. So they're not original. I was their first employed distiller. And Ryan Hartshorn was, was awesome to me and, and to give me similar story to where what I'm doing now was basically, you know, he's still, you know, like he got really busy with sailing that and then he... You know, learning a lot of how uh, different cuts come from 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 sheep whey and obviously different sugars and whatnot, um, and longer fermentations from from whey. Uh, we actually won the world's best vodka um, that year, which is really really cool. So I think, and that's where I really got a love and a passion for you know recognition for for doing that kind of stuff too. So I'm not here to win awards, obviously, but I'm here because I love what I do, and it's all about the people. Like it's the reason why I reached out to you, fellas, is because I love what I do. Like, I'm very proud to sit here and talk about the industry and where we are. Like, I sent Dan Woolley a message this morning, actually, because I listened to his podcast yesterday. Yeah. High five to you, Dan. You're, you're, you're a funny bugger. And I love the the F word. He always drops every day, which is funny. But um, he he was good. So a lot of people you can lean on. I think it's really good. Sorry I went off I went off track there a little bit. I've got, got blabbering. Just, just pointing out, Dan learned his language skills from Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, Vic, mate, I I think I was talking to to, to Brad and Andrew, Adrian before. And I said that uh, you make me giggle in the morning when I do listen, and I do listen on the way home as well. So I've got two hours of you dropping the the f this and f that and shit. And, and <laughs> it's great, mate. Don't forget the W question as well. Uh, I, I'm prepared for that, Vic. So please shoot away, mate. I um I listened to the Ali podcast as well yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind about why and <laughs> yeah. She's a great trooper. She's awesome. Yeah, isn't she? She spoke very well. So I've only just recently met Ali at the the Blueprint launch at Spring Bay um a few few weeks ago, which is pretty cool because that was I've never actually been to Spring Bay until then. But meeting all these all, all these people in the industry. You know, like, yes, we're competitors, but we're not. We're all mates. Like Mark Sawford uh, from from over in, in Jane. Uh, my first whiskey distillery job was actually with Mark in, in his bond store, moving it from their uh, small space where they had into their newer bond stores. And then, you know, like he's always a phone call away or, or a text away. He's a massive mentor to me, and I wouldn't be here and talk so confident if it wasn't for, for Mark, to be honest. So, yeah, I've actually, um, if Mark offered me a job tomorrow, I'd, I'd say no because I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am at the moment. And uh, I've actually worked for Mark um, for a number of years in a bar he owns in Kingston. And uh, it was a little cocktail bar, which was heavily whiskey influence and, and gin, which is a beautiful bar on the beach, by the way, if you're ever down that way. Um, yeah, so... I've always wanted to get in, into uh, on the tools, as you'd say, in a whiskey distillery. Um, 
and then just timing, you know, timing really got in the way. Like my wife and I got married and then I really wanted to be a family man. Um, so we went out and bought a bar. We bought a little bar in a town called Margate, which is just out of Hobart. And then COVID came and then we had the storm and then it was like, oh, shit, we're, we're in a bit of a pickle here. So, And then, you know, every time I'd, I'd reach out to Mark for a whiskey job, he'd um, – He's like, mate, uh, like, you, you know, I always go in for the interview. It's basically a chat, you know, like like we're doing now. He, he's a good mate. And then um, I've always been picked at the post. But then when I got this job at uh, Battery Point Distillery, he, yeah, he's like, come on, mate. I was like, ah, I can't do it, mate. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So well I've done. been a very established uh, distillery over him. And, you know, like all the staff there are great. And what they're doing too is like, Oh, it, it's pretty awesome too. I'm a big fan of their podcast, which is probably my favourite Australian whiskey is their podcast release. Yeah. Um, Distiller Strength, which is good. Mm. I'm that actually using whiskey. A, using their Glen Cant at the moment too, if you can see that. Ah, yeah. Mark, what are you getting your water probably, from? Mark's probably listening <laughs> right now. He's probably listening right now. And Mark, you made a big mistake. Yeah. So <laughs> um, but, you know. You've still, still got good whiskey, so, you know, we'll forgive you. We you might see a collaboration an email, one day. Vic. We might yeah. see a collaboration you... one day, you know. I was going to ask you yeah. that. What do, what do you, how do you feel about, you know, distilleries blending their whiskeys together? There's yeah, I think it's something that's, yeah, exactly. I think Todd Morrison um, down here, do you know Todd at all? Yep, Destination yep. Sellers originally. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So he, he's he's also an influence as well, but he's recently doing it too. Um, That's right. By, by, yeah, by by blending uh, Tassie whiskeys together. Uh, he he's actually pulled me aside at a recent event, asking if they wanted to get involved. And 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 yes, we as much as we want to release our own whiskey, I think going down that path of 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 blend from different distilleries. Um, I, I don't think I'm in the position to properly answer that correctly, Vic. Um, I don't know the answer really, but uh, it, it is an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that? I don't know. Look, single malt, yeah. you know, you get to bottle. A lot of people look, oh, single malt, and they'll grab it. But what I was, I was listening to uh, Crafty doing a podcast with Ostra and another couple of people. And I, I bought the Rattler and I love that thing. The one right. with backwards. Florio, you've, you've seen that one in Timpen? That was great. No, but so, I know those two are as well, are So, So, yes. And um, I thought to myself, you know what? This could be something. And the coast, is it coast to country, Adrian? Or country to coast? Country to coast, yeah. Country to coast. Country to coast. That, um, yeah. Like, that, like they all sold out. So I was, I'm just wondering why it hasn't been happening more often. It's sort of it's sort of funny, isn't it? Like, um, it's not. Um, well, actually, I, I'm just trying to think. There is a just recently. There's a um, a blended Tassie whiskey, isn't there? Um, what am I thinking of? No, I'm oh, thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking of Whiskey Weekend. They did a they did like little sample bottles, and it was a blend of of multiple whiskeys from um, the weekend. So. Anyway, sorry. sounds like Bill likes tasting notes. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Bill likes tasting notes. Yeah, try that. 
Did you ever try that distillers edition, which was in a Belgrove bottle years ago? I come across that at the whiskey house in Bruni. It was, I think it was all the dregs from from Peter Bignall. Casey was in there. Bill was in there. Who else was in there? But yeah, it's in that beautiful olive bottle too. But if I can find a picture of it, I'll, I'll send it through to you because I think that's where it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter Bignall would do. Yeah, that's right. So, but anyway, what I was going to say is like, uh, why, yeah. why would that be crazy? You know, like, um, dare I say it, there's probably one big distillery in Tasmania that's already done it with, you know, yeah, distilleries that they own. So, they, mm. you know, there's a blend of whiskey <laughs> yeah, out there. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> you, talk, you talk about Tim. And what he does and what Louis doing with you guys, right? Mm. Just blending casts. Yeah. Like, how is that yep. different? How is that different to blending from different whiskies and coming up with something that has a really, you know, robust flavor profile? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good, good, good question. I think we actually make our own spirit too. So uh, I, I don't I haven't really tried much TIB or, or Hartwood in the past before i know that they're very very boozy um but especially the heartwoods right but um the, the answer to your question uh I, I don't really know how how is that different but um yeah sorry i can't really answer that probably. i i don't mean it's it's very different right <laughs> it, it's not yeah a, it is it's not a single mole it's a it's a blended whiskey absolutely agree i'm just saying like the the process of taking two different casks and yep. and blending them to make something a marriage that is really oh, true. Sorry, I really good flavor profile and everything. You know, like it, like it's definitely not something that should be frowned upon, right? Like blended whiskey is made for that reason. So, um, well, there's lots and lots of whiskey out there at the moment, isn't there? This absolutely. So yeah, somebody will do it. I reckon, Vic. Somebody will do it, and they'll make a monster out of it. It'll be it'll be big. Yeah, no boundaries like, is what it was called, actually. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. No boundaries. You know, so, well, I have heard about that, and I've got a feeling I was at I was at Belgrove Distillery about I reckon in 2017. I got a feeling I might have tried it then. Yeah, right. Cool. Cool. So I think the last one was something to do with O-Frame, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember who else was in it. I actually have it up on my phone. I'll just have a quick look. Um... As long as they don't, um, look, I don't mind. I don't mind, you know, the distilleries doing collaborations. I actually love it. You know, you just get these different tastes, fantastic, these different whiskeys that you will not get anywhere else. But um, as long as they don't go down the track of the, Johnny Walker and the Shivers and start using grain, different grain besides barley. Just keep it malt. Exactly. And, malt. and also the, the colouring too, Vic. You don't want to put any Oh, no, in, no. Right? That's not got Canadian. No, please, no. We, I don't think we will ever do that. <laughs> no. no, no, no. But, yeah. Where, where so, do you get your water from, Luke? Where, where do you make your water from? Well... Yeah. <laughs> we've had everything I, um, here i'm prepared for anything we've had everything here yeah great so we <laughs> it hasn't rained that much at the moment mate so we haven't got that tasmanian famous cloud juice that's falling into our our luscious copper pot still um but we do utilize our 
a very uh, filtered water from the tap, which is great. So it's not like the water that you, you get up in Brisbane or, or Perth or anywhere in capital cities in Australia. No way in the world. So I think it it, it is premium water what we are getting. And uh, we were, I'm not sure how it's going to go out at the new facility when that ever happens. Um, probably going to give too much away about that tonight. But, um, yeah, we, we might get big tanks out there too. So I, I do not want to change Obviously, that's going to change our flavour of our spirit too. So I think the way we are at the moment trying to get established as a distillery and, and with all these releases coming out too, you, you'll notice when we do get that natural water coming through that it, it might change a little bit, but obviously not too much. But, um, yeah, Vic, sorry to answer your question, mate. We, we get it from that lovely stainless tap that we have in our distillery. So so the water that's, evaporates that's- in Antarctica? Wait, it everything does. is clean, pure. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still drying Clouds. off. Actually, I had this. I swam over there last <laughs> week, and I got a massive ride from this cool killer whale, and then, um, yeah, brought it back on a uh, on a purple ship. It was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, for our American friends and European friends, if you look in the map, yeah. Tasmania, our southernmost mm-hmm. part of Australia, and um, yeah, the purest, cleanest air you will find on mm-hmm. Earth, yeah. and, and the clouds travel all the way from. Down south, Antarctica, nice they, and clean, raging Tassie, on the reservoirs. And <laughs> You're talking it up. You should work for tourism in Tasmania. It's great. <laughs> well, we, we covered a few hotels, so mm. I reckon now it's the best time. When this podcast goes to air, it will be the best time to go and visit. What's the name yeah. of the hotel again? The House of Lena. So the Lena of Hobart Hotel. So we're based at 20 Runnymede Street, Battery Point. So yeah. if you and do a bit of research or history... Yeah. Next door, so. next door, you've got a distillery with all this whiskey sitting on vats, ready to be tasted. Yeah, yeah. So it, we're in a bit of a, a Tetris stage, uh, I like to say. So we make the spirit, um, which is a Monday and a Thursday. For now is our spirit run. So we'll make a hundred and ten layers on on those days. We'll take it out on the back of our Hilux. We'll drive it out to Cambridge, where our bond store is, and we're sitting in about. Last time I calculated, we were just over 13,000 litres in bond, um, which is really exciting to, to, to see where that number was last year. You know, it's it's just, it's it's literally, it's it's going crazy. So if Louis takes a day off or a couple of days off, um, Louis also got some stuff on the side, as, as you know, Hartwood and his old man. Um, he's also got his abs, his absence business as well. So, um if he takes, it's basically a man down too. So it, it doesn't take long for the vats to creep up. And we are in a stage now where we're having to reshuffle. It's bursting at the seams too. So it's got to take it out back and forth, back and forth, which is good. And so when you walk into our distillery, it's this beautiful little sandstone brick uh, building, which is not, oh, I don't know the precise measurements, but I'm in my three-year-old's bedroom and you can keep a footy in here, but I think it's a little bit, Bigger than the distillery, which is pretty cool. So you walk in, you've got a few little 20s on, on display down the back to make it look like a little bond store. We've got our 55 litre gin still, which is to the left. Um, we've got our lovely 300 litre Peter Bailey copper pot still, which is our uh, engine, which we run our, our spirit through, obviously. And yeah, just a little table that we have for our, for our bottling section too. So my office is situated in the, in the middle of that between both stills. And we've got a, a nice tin roof. We've got a lovely concrete polished floor. 
and I get to get to work every morning and look at this lovely uh, shipyard next door. I've got this beautiful park as well, and you know the, the heritage. And there's a ghost that hangs around too at night time, so you don't want to finish too late because um, you'll pinch on the bum. It's not good. <laughs> 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 but no, it's cool. So just going back to what we're talking about about um, you know, the, the different distilleries around Tassie, like. Uh, I was lucky enough to go with my wife to, to Scotland in 2000 and just before COVID, 2019, I think, just before COVID hit. And like Talisker was pretty cool, just right in the water. The lucky buggers have their own, you know, fresh water coming in. I've also got a, a coaster on, on my desk, which reminds me because that's my favourite distillery. Uh, so I always have that sitting there. And so that building's pretty cool. You've got um, like the Sheen Estate building, the new new life distillery out at Pontville, that is phenomenal. You've got you know, Callington Mill, which is the state-of-the-art distillery that's up and running in Oaklands now. Um, you've got this beautiful old stable like old Kempton, Redlands. You've got these beautiful buildings. Um, yeah, I think, you know, and then you've got sheds. Like uh, Casey Overeem started off in his house down, downstairs in a little shed, man-made shell. And then now look they are. So it's cool. So in Sullivan's Cove, you know, best whiskey in the world, in an industrial area. So it doesn't have to be this beautiful, ritzy ditzy, uh, you know, have I lost you? No, no, we're here. Oh, oh cool. Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're listening. Talking too much. God, I'm not making you fall asleep. No, 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 no. It's all good. This is gold. Saves us doing it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good. No, no. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think, um, you know, like, Tassie, it's beautiful. Like Cora, also on mainland, they've got a lovely distillery too. So that's what I love about the industry. You know? And each still, like you can get the same still from 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 Joe Blow down the road, exact same size, made by the same bloke. You know, but it, it takes a distiller to make the cuts, right? So uh, that's what I love about different distilleries where they're, they're making the same style of whiskey, which it's completely different. Uh, yeah, it's a very uh, beautiful. Just so pumped to be involved, mate. I'm sorry if I'm blurring on too much. No, no. Uh, I, I, you know what? Um, it's that passion, I think. It's that, you know, the love of the industry that is so cool about um, Tasmanian whiskey industry. Um, I, I A couple of oh, a few months back, I was down there. Uh, Adrian and I were down there for the whiskey, Taz Whiskey Weekend. And... Um, cool. I was talking to uh, on the Saturday morning. We were sitting in the in the lounge, and I was sitting next to Bill Lark talking to Bill. And um, I said, "Oh, I love uh, the thing I love about the Tassie whiskey industry is how close knit it is, and how um, everybody just helps each other out." And and I said, "And you know, like a general punter like me gets to talk to distillers, and and you know." Um, distillery managers and, and people in the industry all the time. And I said, you know, I don't feel like it'll be that like that forever. You know, it'll that'll change over time. And he said, you know what? It's exactly the same in, in um, Scotland and they've been going an awful lot longer than we have. He said, and guarantee you if you went over there and you, you approached the head distiller over there, they'd be just as welcoming. It's all about the, the whiskey industry, not... Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a big family, right? That's yeah, the yeah. that's the beautiful Absolutely. position that that we're in. You know, like uh, as I said before, I can just reach out and give Mark a, a call over him. He'd, he'd you know, be happy to answer questions. Actually, 
speaking of, of Bill and, and those types of people in the industry, Bill lives a stone's throw away from where we are. So we're, we're lucky enough to have him at our disposal and obviously being attached to, to us as well, which is great. But another person that I want to say a quick uh, shout out to is Mark Nicholson. Um, ah, from, Mr. Nick. So, Mr. Nick. So, he, uh, which is also great for my growth too, because he used to come in. He's actually retiring now. So, good luck on, on your endeavors, mate, if you're listening. But, um, yeah. he, yeah, great fella, mate. And uh, the utmost respect for that man. But um, he, used to come through every fortnight on the Thursday, which when I was starting out, so for the good part of eight months, with the Old Kempton Distillery School. And for me to practice uh, talking and then he would take the lead and grabs you over time, he wouldn't talk much and then I'd take the lead. But for, for me to have that from a different distillery come into our distillery, it was, it, it's awesome, mate. Like it really is to get people like that to, you know, like oh, it's just, it just everyone's so caring and helpful and, you know, if you need any troubleshooting problems, you know, like because pretty much a lot of the series down here do use the Peter Bailey still, mm-hmm. um, w- which is cool. So you're only a call away, essentially, if not a call, an email, and they will get back to you too. Like, they're not stubborn. You know, I think everyone involved with what we're doing down here in Tassie is or Australia, really. Like, uh, the passion's definitely there, and um. You know, like I think that's what makes this industry so beautiful is the, the people that want to be there. It's not a job for for us, mate. Like I wake up, I live an hour and a bit away from home, like from, from my job actually. So I leave at four thirty in the morning, but it doesn't bother me. This is where I found you guys, yeah. actually. That's where I found Vic, and <laughs> and uh, I never heard the word fuck before until I met you, Vic. So um... <laughs> you need him to explain what it means, or you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, well, yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers, yeah. cheers to that, mate. But um, might, yeah, I think might need Vic to come out of the closet before he tells you what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying to guess your accent. I didn't. Um, I thought you were Greek, actually. Just uh, if we're not going to cut it out, sorry for not editing that. <laughs> uh, I was getting ready to, to speak a bit of Greek to you, but fortunately not. <laughs> no, I hear enough Greek. The missus is Greek. <laughs> oh, no. true. Yeah, you got. You yeah. got to say a guppy, a guppy more. Yeah, yep, yep. That's uh, I learned that. I learned that thirty years ago. <laughs> so yeah. that I'm sorry. Even in Greece <laughs> nah, too, because love my love, uh, my yeah. darling. He does. So even in Greece, Vic, like my my wife's in Greece as well. Um, well, Greek heritage anyway. Her father's from Greece, and um, we went over to Europe for a honeymoon, and then going to see how they make spirits over there too. So I'll flick you through some emails of some stills that I found over. Uh-huh. You know, see if that makes taxes. Yeah, uh, the best, the, as well. the best brand in the world. There's no brand they like yeah, it. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Not even the French come had, near it. And oh my god, have you had Barrett's <laughs> chip roll before? I can't yes, properly. Oh, you need to come. Next time you come to Sydney, let me know. You need to come to my bar. I've got family in Cabarita, so we'll be coming up there shortly. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. No, Every but, time um, I see a, a Greek spirit, I try and purchase it. So, yeah. I'm a big yeah, fan great. of Greek spirits. They make a lot of stuff the old way. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And, like, she's lucky enough to, we're lucky enough to have uh, her family owns a distillery over in uh, just outside Corinthos. So, the ancient Corinthos, so she's proper great, you know, like like a wizard. Um, it's great. Proper great. Proper great. So yeah, so it's good. So um, yeah, just to see different stills as well. Like I think they're a beautiful. 
piece of equipment, aren't they? Like you've got these beautiful, you know, like handmade copper stills. Now you've got these unreal robotic turnkey stills, you know, like uh, the sitting industry, another standard. Like, wow. Like it's unreal. Like Talisker actually has got the coolest stills I've ever seen in my life. Like I think they're really cool. Yeah. Um, just the history of that place too is pretty awesome. Yeah. So you know what? Before before we get into a, a full on full blown family reunion with 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 Vic and and um, Brandy, Brandy, um, <laughs> we might we we might actually wrap it up. You know what? I think we could yep. talk. I think we could talk for for ever. Um, yeah. so we might have to actually just get you back on. I think Luke. Yeah, um, I, I love you, mate. To- I think when you do get your little presence in the mail, um, I'd love to sit down and I'll, I'll have one with you and we, we can talk about, um, I think that might help us all really. Like you can talk about what, yeah. what, what yeah. you get out of the whiskey and um, please like all the honest feedback that you give is, you know, we're going to take it on the chin. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think that'd be great. I think that'd yeah, be really glad good. To, so we, yeah. What? Sorry. I said we'd be glad to suss that uh, that absolutely as far as yeah. liquid goes, and just to get like yeah. a snapshot of the distillery and you know in what direction it's going in. You may- are you guys are you coming down for whiskey week in a few weeks time? No, nah, unfortunately no, I'm not because of the new role that I've just started. Oh, yeah, okay. The only yep. way that I can head down there personally is if I do like a uh, a little rock star flight over and just do like a three day getaway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'd love to host you, mate. I love that too. So more the merrier. Bring all your friends. We I can only fit about. So the tours I host in there, like 15, 20 max. So when when Mister Nick used to bring in people, it was twenty two. They were like bursting at the seams. It was pretty funny. It's like a cattle grid in there, mate. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to come there and see. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know what? I think we we should. Actually, yeah. the the four of us need to to plan a trip to Tassie. Yes, um, and get down there together. Um, yeah, I think it'll so. Be, it'll be it'll be absolutely awesome. Banter on tour. Yeah, banter on tour. Yeah. So, and and when we do that, we we might actually have to do a a live broadcast, you know, podcast recording, mm-hmm. and and we'll get um, people like yourself, Luke, on on board. Um, yeah, yeah love to. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. I, I love this kind of stuff. I think it's awesome. What you're doing, guys, is um, as I said to you, and I'll say it to you again. Like I think uh, it's awesome. You know, like to get the people that make it involved as well, and like brand ambassadors and distillery managers, distillers, uh, blenders, everyone involved in the industry. I think it's cool. So yeah. Australian whiskeys, yeah, like, we're doing some good stuff. Oh, mate, we we love it. So yeah, but yeah. let. Thank you very much for for your kind words. And if there is somebody down there that you think would be interested in getting on, then feel free to give them our number. Yeah, Um, 100%. It's good. So, look, we might wrap it up there. Thank you very much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Um, Thanks to everybody at home for listening. Um, We we absolutely appreciate that. Um, And, yeah, until next time. Thanks, everyone, and cheers. Wow. Yeah, see you guys. Especially someone that I fucking swear. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is.